That's exactly what you think it is. Flat, black, plastic, vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. This is Tuzel Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Vicious day. Where were you at 11:11 on 11:11? I was walking. I was on my way here. I wasn't necessarily thinking about the time and the date until just now. Maybe tonight, later. At 11:11, I'll think something special or something amazing will happen. Anyways, it's 11:11. Just to timestamp it for all of you. Thanks for joining me on the AltaCast. It is not a CPCL day. A choose poetry, choose life. Scotland is taking the week off, but that means, oh yeah, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, calling back in. Don't know what we're going to talk about. There's a lot to talk about, though. I mean, do you feel hopeful? Do things feel better? I mean, I guess. Yeah, right? Has a great voluminous stone been lifted off your shoulder? Voluminous is the wrong word. Has a heavy weight been removed from your life and your psyche? Do you feel better? We're going to find out from LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, momentarily. Just before we get to that, let me tell you about some shows going on with Mutiny Radio. Super, super busy. Don't know what's going to happen with the rain since we're all doing outdoor shows. But tonight at Asiento, there's a few reservations left for dinner and a show at Asiento. FC Sierra, Jaleesa Robinson, Inach Eno, and Irene, too, headlining. My goodness. Exciting, exciting, amazing lineup at Asiento on the corner of 21st and Bryant. You can get those last tables at dinner and a show in Asiento on Eventbrite. This Saturday at 2 o'clock, brand new Mutiny Radio presents show at the new Harmony Cafe on 20th and Mission. They have a parklet out there. We're going to be having a show. We've got Rob Edwards, Sierra Hager, Josh Kahn, Connor Longsdale. David Dominguez, and me, Pam Benjamin. Hey. And then, 11-22. I think there's going to be one at Asiento next week. I'm not sure yet. I don't know what's going on. You know, we're playing it sort of week by week because of the inclement weather. And usually I'd be much more organized and have things farther in advance. But we just don't know right now, like, what's going on. So, we're, you know, it's after die. But there is a show at a new... A new Mutiny Radio presents show also on 11-22. It's 11 days from now at Resolute Wine Bar. 
right across the street from my house. I shouldn't tell people that on the radio, should I? Uh, but I look out the window all the time at that place. And I walked in yesterday and gave him my little piece of paper and said, can we bring you some business on a Sunday? So Sunday at 2.30 uh, on Geary in between Jones and Leavenworth at Resolute Wine Bar. We're going to have Barrel of Laughs. Barrel of Laughs with... Sierra Hager, Joanna Bateman, Anthony Zuccaro, Peter Struckmeyer, and Mike Evans Jr. Yes! What a lineup. Three women, three guys. Look at that. Look at Mutiny Radio. By the way, uh, Pam Benjamin, I am Mutiny Radio. <laughs> humble. The humblest of, uh, the, just a humble worker here at Mutiny. I'm the only one that cleans the toilet. I assure you of that. I should clean the toilet too more. Uh, sorry, but during COVID times, not as many people have been rolling through here, obviously, because we're keeping it safe. We're closed to the public, obviously. Kind of have to know that you're coming here, and we wear masks, and we've got mic condoms and all that kind of stuff. So, and if you are visiting us at Mutiny Radio, feel free to bring your own mic. If you're a comedian and you're doing one of our outdoor shows, did I not even mention my show on Friday? I, there are so many shows I can't even. So the show that's here at Mutiny Radio on Fridays at 7 o'clock is uh, the outdoor comedy show that I've been doing since the beginning of COVID. <laughs> but it's going to rain. We think it's going to rain. So I don't know what's going to happen. Again, like, whatever. I, I'm rolling with the punches here. It's fine. I'm really, really flexible. Although a lot of people think that I'm not. I'm very flexible. I, was, I wasn't going to be flexible if 45 would have become 46. It's actually an auspicious year because I just turned 46, and the 46th president is coming in 2020. Scary year, but maybe not such a bad year. The year of change. The year of 46 for me. Everything comes back to me. I'm such a narcissist, but not as narcissistic as our ex-president was, who's still our president, who still hasn't said anything, right? This is the first president in the history, I don't know if he said anything yet, but the last time I checked, the first president who who lost, who hasn't called the existing president, the, the newly elected, I don't even know the language either, huh? What a dummy I am. Uh, the president-elect. This is the first time the loser didn't call the winner and, and congratulate them since the history of the telephone. So cool, like new, I, I just want to see now, I mean, I'll look it up, we'll see if Latoya knows. Again, I am, um, I haven't been submerging myself in a barrel of whiskey and coming out for free ice cream days. It's been more of a barrel of wine. A <laughs> uh, little pro tip, if you're going places and drinking outside, wine is really great for multiple reasons. One, screw tops, badass. Two, it doesn't matter if it gets warm, really. I mean, you don't want it to get warm, but it's not like beer. Like if you take a six pack of beer, it gets warm and that's gross. And then also, I would, I would argue, that a bottle of wine has the same amount of alcohol in it as a six pack of beer, but it weighs a lot less. It has less weight volume, you know? Like it's just a bottle, right? Okay, so I haven't been, bar I haven't been submerged in a barrel of wine, just a bottle of wine. And not all the time either. I didn't drink last night, all right? It's like I'm waiting for Latoya to call so I don't dig myself into a bigger hole here. I'm not interesting enough, LaToya. Come on, call me. Uh, yeah, because I, I honestly have no idea. I, once I found out on Friday, I was just so elated. Um, it just, it turned, it was, 
It was great. It was a weird, it was a weird night. It was a night of like great elation and, and, and lots of personal confusion. <laughs> but it's all on the podcast, which is wonderful. I'm very, oh, there she is. Yay. Yay, yay, and then yay. Hi. Hey. hey. Are you okay? You sound like you're yes. on Vicodin. <laughs> well, well, well. How are you doing? <laughs> um, I'm fine. Um, the world is confusing me. Oh, yeah? But we won, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, now you know... Now I'm starting to feel like, or I'm starting to understand what a banana republic sounds like. Like the store, like or like, it. like, like the Congo, or like the. Well, meaning the fact of he's watching himself basically in the White House, his minions. Oh. They're basically trying to start a little uh, a coup. Oh. Well, because he hasn't said you anything know. yet. I was just, I was just saying that that this is the first loser of the presidential. Ever since the history of the telephone, this is the first president who lost who hasn't called to congratulate the president who won, the first time in history. So I'm like, wow. Right. So if he just doesn't admit that it's happened, it doesn't happen. Is that what's happening? Well, he's saying that. Well, he's saying, and this is something that he's been saying since 2016 that you know, the election's been rigged, um, or we our votes are stolen. Because what happened is he told his cult following not to mail in votes, but to go to the polls. As for mostly a lot of uh, independents and Democrats, they were paying attention because due to COVID, a lot of mail-in ballots came in. And they have to be postmarked, what, uh, November 3rd. So he's trying to say that the day after, those ballots don't count. Only election night. I'm like, that's oh, not how. That's not how it works. works. No, it's because it's when it's post dated, not when it's. Yeah, exactly. Then they would have to change the date. You would have to say like, okay, everything needs to be in by October 28th to give the mail time to get it in. No, see, that's the thing is that he's just making things up. It's. Mm-hmm. There are lawyers and and judges and things that can deal with this and say, well, you know. With all respect, sir, that's not the way it works. <laughs> that's not the rule. You don't get to just tweet policy change anymore. That's not that's not how that works. Yeah. Right? So he's like in his Twitter right. box. He's in his Twitter box back there, and he's like, I'm going to change the rules now. It's like, okay, dude, so you're the president for the next se- 70 days. 70 no, days. Okay. So like 60, 60, yes. 60 days 69 days. 60. Is it – um? That was lame. I'm so sorry. So he's locked in there, and if he's smart, he does what Obama did and gets a bunch of shit done. Like, Obama commuted 1,800 sentences in his last, like, 24 hours. of He, like, stayed up all night to do a bunch of work and, like, let his presidential voice ring throughout time with happiness and joy. And... I, c- I mean, and so Trump's going to sit down and be like, no, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here and be like, I'm sitting here. <laughs> I mean, well, what's that, good? That's, what, that's actually what they're saying now because he really hasn't been anything, well, his whole presidency. But, 
you know, with him being, you know, with him previously being on the campaign trail, he hasn't really did anything. And they're saying that, you know, well, obviously we know he's a sore loser, but what they're saying now is that these are going to possibly be trying like 60-something days that we have left because, you know, he has codes. You know, you have to think of the fact that he could sell some of our information. Oh, my God. He's getting his cult followers riled up. Like yeah, he can either, dog think, whistle. Uh, he could dog whistle like a motherfucker, and he can do some racist dog whistling, and he really can ramp us into if, if he wanted to. If we can find out if he is truly evil or not, or how self-serving oh, this is, is. What he, I mean, he if he tries to, like, hype up the people, uh, it's like you lost. The people voted, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry and, that the world that you think you live in isn't that world. Like. We all got lost for a second, and I don't know how we did it. Maybe because of our love of reality TV. I'm not sure. But, I mean, people came out in droves and said, no, no more. No more racism. I just, I want, I can't wait for Joe Biden's speech and for him to talk about, like, Black Lives Matter and say, I'm sorry that it's taken this long. Yes, yes, yes. You know, what the sad part of the whole, well, here, here, I'm going to say something positive, and then I'm going to be realistic. It is, again, black women saving America once again mm-hmm. with 91% of the vote going to the Democratic Party for Joe Biden mm-hmm. because we knew how close we are to fascism. Mm-hmm. The sad side is 56%, 57% of white America decided to vote, and they lied. They lied in the polls, and they lied to a lot of other, their possibly other minority friends, saying, oh, I would never vote for that guy in. 50% of the white Americans voted for fascism, um, destruction, white supremacy, sexism, Mm. classism, even white women. He, he won white women 2 million uh, votes more than he did in 2016. He won 55% of white women. So white bitches, I'm going to get into your ass for the next four years. That's... White people, you know who you are. You chose white supremacy over, over getting healthy, getting through this pandemic, getting through this financial shithole that we're in. You chose white supremacy, which is dangerous, it's deadly, and nobody wins. Nobody wins. Even white supremacy. Well, I think that the answer might actually be dividing the nation. <laughs> like but like a Pakistan-India kind of situation. But that's the thing is so many people died when they were like, all right, this is the Muslim section, and this is the Hindu section. Okay, go ahead. Just get out. Get out of this. Get to relocate. Like that would be really difficult for like – I mean, I feel like the we could be a you, like it could be like the whole wet, the whole west, the whole east coast, like down, but not Florida. It's too hard because we're on the different coasts. Like, how would we be? I guess we'd have to be a nation that wasn't necessarily physically connected. We'd be like there'd be this nation in the center, and then we'd be on the sides, and then they'd realize how how it sucked for them because we have all the good stuff. Um. Well, here's the thing that I found surprising, too. Let's not get it twisted, because there's a map 
that you can find online of showing who supported who in your in your area or in your city. Mm. And in my neighborhood, which is predominantly black, Latino, Asian, you'd be surprised how many Trump supporters that I found in the neighborhood that I live in here in good old liberal San Francisco. I found that people in the Bayview area, I believe there's 24% wow. of Trump voters in the area of Bay- Bayview. I don't know why. They're capitalists. It's, it's because they're capitalists. Rich over here. No, it's because it's they're capitalists. If you believe in capitalism, well, well, then you, be, you got, believe in that. They've got no capital. That's the problem. Right, but <laughs> if you still believe in the concept of capitalism, then... So they, it, so they chose white supremacy over an imaginary thing that they don't well, have. And you're exactly right, because capitalism and white supremacy are linked, because the only way capitalism works is by cheap or, hey free labor or less expensive labor and the only way to pay people less is to value them less which means that you've got white supremacists at the top that are saying this is the way things are done and so we're subjugating you the only way capitalism works is that somebody isn't getting paid so someone else can get that dollar and that'll be mostly people in my neighborhood where it's working class yeah the same thing goes for in the area in uh excelsior which is also working class. You know, I was thinking when I, when I read the map, the first thing I thought of, oh, the marina, of course. Right. But no, no, no. Close enough to the, this part of town, there's some Trump supporters. And, you know, of course you're going to, they're going to, you're just going to find them. But it, it just, I don't know why I'm even still surprised by this, but the fact of the matter is just like, you are not part of that 1%. Right. That, and I think a lot of people were sold on this idea that Joe Biden's going to raise his taxes 73%, something like that. You ain't, you ain't got no corporation. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just like the people don't read. The people don't care. They go with any kind of propaganda. And, you know, it's disheartening. Right. But and the, the propaganda was... Also, the, the propaganda was hard this year. Like, it was... And it was weird because you didn't see – the only way I saw the propaganda from the other side is when my dad sent it to me. But there were uh, – all I was getting was, like, the smell of my own farts. Like, yay, Biden, yay, Democrats, yay, 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 anti-Republican, anti-Trump. And that's all I saw on my Facebook feed. But I know that there's people out there that all they saw on their feed was Trump is – God is great, is helping, is capitalism and these weirdo, dumb Joe Biden and these crazy liberals and all they want to steal all your money and give it to their poor people. So like when both sides have a machine that feeds them what they want to hear, like what are we doing? It, it, it's like it's become a, a in both thing to vote against your interests, especially huh. when you're you're not even making hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and especially if you are a a a, a, a per, you know a black person, a, a, a Latino person, an, an Asian, you know the fact is you are still being left, or maybe some Asians are being left. And, and let's so let's include single mothers. Let's include single mothers of all of any race. I feel like they're also subjugated against, and they have to work super thing. hard. Single white mothers voted for this guy. That's crazy to me. That's that's crazy to me. 
you voted white supremacy, knowing damn well your ass is struggling and you ain't making very much, you're still getting to the bottom of the total poll, and, and, and you voted for this guy. You Again, it, 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 it makes me really not trust people. Well, exactly. And you know what? That's what COVID has brought out in me is I was a lot more open and trusting. And now with COVID, I feel I feel like relationships have gotten funny. We're not allowed to interact with each other in the same way. Therefore, we put different value on relationships. And when people, it's it just, it, everything has been, and I've, some people have slighted me and there's been some shady shit. And then I'm like, wow, I can't even trust the people close to me. And then I'm like, but can I trust the people in charge? And then with this whole election, I was like, can I trust my neighbor? Can I trust the people around me to be making good decisions? But then I think, well, the good decisions for me are those truly good decisions for everyone. And who am I to say that, like, global warming matters? I I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, and the thing is, what what it is, it's, it seems like now it's just going to be the war on integrity, intellectual, intellectuals, yeah. and people with fucking common sense. People who don't want to die from a pandemic. I mean, come on. That's been presidents have lost have lost over smaller things than this. This and, and listen, if if you're a white supremacist, okay, I got it. You hate COVID people, but if you have a man who has not controlled a pandemic for almost a year and the economy is going down the tank and white people, you love money, would you not vote for this guy? I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. So here's the thing about white supremacy, though. They have those masks. I mean, they have those white sheets. I say, white supremacists, why aren't you wearing your masks? You wear masks all the time. You wear white <laughs> hoods and you walk around with your white hoods on. And yet, and yet you're mask deniers. It's so stupid. But that, right? But here's the thing about all of that COVID stuff and him not wearing a mask and him denying it. And I watched a video where they had 36 clips of 36 times over seven months where he said, it's going away. It's going away. It's going away. And it's not going away. And if you talk to any doctors, it's not going away. And the only places it goes away is when people wear masks all the time. Why have, why have so few people died in San Francisco? Because we're crazy about the masks. And there's there's places, New Zealand, they figured it out. No one, in New, no one on their island has COVID. Like, they figured out Isle of Man. Like, they figured it out. That's not anymore, sweetheart. Oh, that, the cases I, around the world are going up. Oh, well, cases around everywhere are going up because our president wasn't wearing a mask. He got COVID. And in less than two weeks, he was on the campaign trail not wearing a mask. And all of that trickles down. When the most important, when the person that holds the highest office in our country, no matter what happens, children, people, anybody that sees him, that all is meaningful. And when you're not wearing a mask, that says it's not real. There have been hundreds of thousands of new cases in the past couple of weeks because everybody's lifted restrictions, which is why San Francisco has closed it fucking down. They just, I just saw in the, in the newspaper today, no more indoor dining. Indoor dining, shut out. It's all outdoor. And if it rains, fuck your face. We're back to square one because we have to be because the large scale powers were not taking it seriously. And on a small level, we had to. And so now we have to take it seriously again. There were in Alameda County, there were a ton more um, infections or cases. So it's just the, the point is that we 
he's got to he's got to get out of his little bubble and say like, "Hey everybody, wear your masks." I'm sorry I lost, but like we know now it's not going away and you know, because we're waiting 60 days. You know how much damage can be done in like 69 days before Biden comes in and goes, oh, crap, we have to shut the whole country down again because because our because our president's an idiot. And for, for whatever reason, wants to control people or kill people or I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Both. Both. It's both. But COVID's real. Okay. It's fucking real. And I'm really glad that San Francisco's got a lockdown on it as much as we can. I mean, but you know, uh, hey, the it, thing is, you know, we're almost coming up. Think about it. We're almost coming up on a year, yeah. this, mm-hmm. right? And we're going to have to go back to square one. And and I'm okay with that because I'd rather go back to square one rather than <laughs> rather than what we're going through right now. You know. Well, we just have to make a decision. Do we care and want people to die or do we not? Like, do we give a fuck? Sounds like Americans want people to die. Right. I mean, if we, it's, it's a disease, it's a pandemic, it affects people, it's airborne, it's dangerous. The only way we know how to curb it is to use masks, not to spit in each other's mouths and have distance. It's all about the spit. You can't spit in each other's mouths anymore. No more orgies. (laughs) Unless you... Have COVID tests, I guess. I don't know. I'm not going to tell people what, what or what not to do. But it's it's real, and uh, we just have to decide. Do you want – do we – I mean, if, if we want to be like that and just say, eh, fuck it. Whoever gets it gets it. Good luck. I don't think that that's a – that's not a – that's a really anarchistic plan. That doesn't – I mean, isn't that what government's for is that we're like yeah. – this is so big, we can't handle it on our own. That's why Obama left that book. I left for the book. Just in case, when a pandemic hit. Wow. But, you know, hey, you know, that book was tossed away by the Trump administration. No, of course it was. On it. You know, that's how much their hate goes deep. Willing to kill people and your, con- well, not constituents, followers. Mm-hmm. All in the name because you don't like this black man. How stupid is Eddie? Yeah. And you know what's, what's, what's even worse is now that we know that he lost, get your fat fucking ass out of, of, our, out of the trailer park, that whole, you know, that whole White House is going to have to be fumigated. <laughs> Biden gets in. It's like worse than a trailer park. I did. Like Ben Carson. Ben Carson now has COVID. What? Yeah. Mark Meadows has COVID. Like, the infestation of the nastiness in that place. I think that place has bed bugs. Wow. <laughs> that, you're so funny. Um, well, they should they should do a bunch of things. They should smudge with sage. They need to they need to get the evil juju <laughs> out of there, right? First, they got to go through with, like, the Clorox, wipe everything down. Just really fumigate and then go with the sage. Maybe, um, you definitely need stage. Yeah. I mean, the bad, <laughs> there's some, you know, and I just, I've been thinking a lot about the, the concept of evil only because, um, hi, I'm obsessed with Leah Remini's expose on Scientology. Of course I am. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's, it's a reality thing where yeah. she interviews people from Scientology and she left Scientology and it is mind blowing. Cause I've always kind of known that it was like, 
It's like, look, you build these big buildings cult. and you call yourself a church. And yeah, because you're giving money to all the rich people. It's, I was like, yeah, it seems kind of like a pyramid scheme, you know, st- as a religion. Okay, it's a church, sure. It's tax deductible. We get all this stuff. Anyway, watching that, I was like, I've been thinking about the nature of evil and like our president he was I look at him and I think how evil and I look at what was happening in that church of Scientology and I think that's so evil but then they're the ones saying that they're diagnosing evil and so what is 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 nothing good or bad like is it just perspective I I can't imagine that like not caring about other people's lives and I mean taking their money and being a cheat and giving it to the one percent and changing tax reform and doing all of this. That sounds like America to me. But it sounds like what we've always been. So are, you know are we all I mean, do we just throw away the term evil and just go with oh, rampant no, no, self interest? No. I, I just I'm so confused no, like no. Because I feel like I care. I feel like I care about people, and I feel like there's other people that care about people in the world, and yet I think there are a lot of people that do. I think the fact what the problem is, we're exposed to more negativity than we are positive, especially if you know if you watch the news or read the news, or you know we're just so exposed to this whole year is getting negative. That's what it is. Right, right. You know, the only positive thing this year is the, the you know, November 3rd. <laughs> you know. And I think that's why people were dancing in the streets, you know, because uh, over the weekend. Like, yeah. I woke up uh, to, oh, my God, am I dreaming? Like, I, I actually was happy. And I'm no fan of Jim Crow, Joe, or Kamala. I've said that many times. <laughs> but... I'm also no fan of fascism and white supremacy even more. So I'd rather have the lesser two evils. And so with that, when waking up on Saturday morning, you know, it, we this whole year has been about death, destruction, evil. It, it's been a hard year for a lot of people. So I think with this election, we needed this. Yeah. We needed this. It has been a hard year for a lot of people. Like, people have lost. I mean, I hope no one's losing their homes, but I, there are, like, eight empty apartments across. I've never – I've lived in my place for a really long time, and there have never been vacancies as many as I've seen. I'm like, wow. So oh, people really? are leaving, and then all these new yeah. buildings are being built, and I'm like, who's coming to a city? I, I just – and all the kids are in Zoom school, and they're all just – adapting to it so well it feels like we're living in a dystopian future that i i'm having trouble sometimes like grasping the comes like yes this is reality now this is the way it is now <laughs> and uh, the, i talked yeah. to some kids yesterday i did comedy for three 11 year old boys that sounds wrong but it was in a public park and i didn't swear and i asked them i was like so how is school and they're like oh it's all on zoom and i said so you never wear pants and they're like, no, we always wear pants. We're in a pod. And I'm like, what? What's a pod? Like, there's all this new terminology. And I can't. What's the point of school if it's going to be on a screen? 
I, I just don't. You gotta learn the pyographer's theorem somehow, somewhere. I guess. But, you know, I'd rather, I'm just glad that at least here, they're smart enough to have it in Zoom rather than in a school. Right. They, know, they're putting them in. People are still getting sick. Right, because well, it's just too many people. So they put them in, they put them in pods. So these kids all hang out at each other's houses with their computers on their laps, and there's like a parent in the room, and then there's a Zoom teacher somewhere. So I would think that that would, I mean, although you're still getting some social interaction with like two other people, two other classmates, I feel like that would be even more distracting because you could all fuck off and be like, ah, whatever, and like, I don't know, just eleven year old boys, whatever. I just don't see the point in trying to make them be on a computer. Well, no. I mean, I guess they do that anyways. 11-year-old boys you love computers. Now, First of all, school nowadays is going to be mostly done with, like, you know, even if you are in a classroom. So certain districts will provide you with iPads and what have you. And a lot of the homework now, you know, will be on the computer anyway. So, it, you know, the difference is you're not in the classroom. Right. So, but... But the problem that you don't hear too many people talking about is for those who can't afford computers or they don't have internet oh, in their county. Right. Yeah, I mean, if I had a kid, I don't have, I, I don't pay for internet. They would, they'd have to poach it. It'd go in and out. It'd be a big pain. That makes sense. So then, then even, well, schooling has always been socioeconomic. We know that. Hey, this is crazy. So I did um I do this comedy show with some people in Alameda on the on the bleachers in the ballpark. And it's all these kids that just graduated from high school. And it was the real nice kids. And I was wearing my cheerleading jacket and one of the girls comes up to me after and she goes, "Oh my god, my mom graduated the same year as you and she was a cheerleader and she went to Akalani's." And I was like, "I am so old." But it's so funny like and I have jokes about it. I was like, "You you all want me to be your stepmom, but I literally am the age of like their parents and I'm hanging out with them doing comedy on the, ble- it's just so weird. Like just children and I, who I interact with. I, anyway, I was, I was almost embarrassed. I was like, yeah, I, am. I was like, wouldn't I be a cool, I was like, is your dad hot? Is he thinking about divorcing your mom? You it's like, no, my mom's pretty hot. I was like, yeah, yeah okay. His dad, their dad probably has a pot belly by now. Um, yeah, all the 46-year-old guys are kind of weak. I mean, the ones that I've seen. Uh, I, I have a thing for older guys, so, but I don't know how your classmates look, so. No, I don't. <laughs> I never, I just don't come into contact with any. That's the other thing about COVID that's weird, you know. I've been single or whatever and um one of my buddies was like you got to get on the internet dating sites and i'm like i'm never going to do that i'm never ever ever going to internet date i'm just not ever going to do that but then we were talking about it and it's like how how am i i can't meet people i mean i i can but the people that i'm around are all children (laughs) they're all you know they're all under 30 comedians and so like it's not, I never, I never meet a person that's my age. I never meet a quote unquote peer. And even if I did, I'm wearing a Teenage Mutant Ninja t- Turtle sweater today. So it's not like they're going to take me seriously. <laughs> you have a lot of people in your age group. 
that are, are student editors that are like you. I do. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Totally. I just don't go to vendors <laughs> anymore, so I don't. I don't know. It's uh, it's weird. Oh, were were they opening? Oh, they're open. Um. Yeah, I hung out there on their. They built two parklets, one on 19th and one on South 806, South Venice. Benders. Oh, good. Yeah, and um, I hung out there on Monday. Was it Sunday? I don't know. It was either. I think it was. No, it was Sunday. Or it was Tuesday. No, Tuesday was yesterday. It was Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm so boring. Why am I going through my life like this? Anyways, I hung out there on Sunday. Um, and it was great and it, it's expensive. I mean, and we're at, when we're out front, it's weird cause we're out front and we're used to being out back and we're in these weird chairs and, um, but you're not, you can't smoke in the parklet. So you have to like walk around the corner still. And, but it was great. It was like, oh my, it's the first time. It's the first time I've bought, well, I bought booze from Asiento, but like, it's the first time I've been back to Bender's. So it was like, you know, cool and awesome. And I don't know, but I, I don't, exactly. but now I don't have the money. Oh, I, I just I don't have the money to drink out anymore. Like, I mean, seven bucks for a beer, eight with a tip. I mean, that's two bottles of wine for me at this point, you know, just because I've been on like COVID restriction of money and all that kind of stuff. So exactly you and everybody else, you know, definitely, you're, you know, especially now with the holiday season, mm. um, I think I called this back in September where with the holiday season, people are, gonna, people are more desperate due to the fact of unemployment and people being sick. People don't have money to really do very much, like going out to drink right. or going well, out to dinner. And now we can't. Now going out to dinner is closed. I mean, no no more indoor dining in San Francisco for the next two months, which means it's all parklets, which means we're going into winter. It's supposed to rain this whole weekend. So it's like, what you know, what do we – how do how do the small businesses – so now small restaurants, small businesses, places like Mutiny Radio, we figured out sort of how to negotiate this, and we're negotiating around and trying to work with the rules, and we're trying to change – adapt what we're doing so that we can still do what we're doing and we can still keep our businesses alive. But once once the, once the weather becomes too inclement, even if you get heating lamps, even if you cover your parklet and make it rainproof and you have heating lamps, who is going to go out in the rain and, like, yeah. go eat dinner? Yeah. No one's right. going to do that. That's insane. So Exactly. Especially like what they, what you know, the lovely thing that they have going on on Valencia, you know, that's really cool. But with the rainy season coming up, who's gonna want to go to drink outside when it's a downpour? Exactly. Exactly. And it's cheaper for you to do it at home. Exactly. And it's safer. I mean, and it's like, how do you get out there? Ubers. I mean. I feel like cabs and Ubers and buses are, like, the most unsafe because you're inside, trapped with people. And, like, so I that's the thing, too, is when when the weather becomes super rainy, I'm not going to be at the station as much anymore because I'm not going to walk two and a half miles from my house to the station in the rain. And I'm still not a psychopath, so I'm not riding the bus. Like, 
because I yeah. just I just <laughs> feel like there's there's even people that'll get on the bus and they don't have a mask on and, and I'm like seriously and now the bus driver will stop and be like we can't go until you put your mask on I'm like one of those people now where I watch people like the Hawks where I'm like look stared at people like you need to put your mask on or just giving them the dirty look like what you doing like uh uh or if I see someone like the other day I saw someone at the store and they didn't have they had their mask below their mouth and I'm like oh no I made it I made a beeline to get far away from them as possible and they noticed and I wanted them to notice. Yeah. Because you could be the plague, and I don't want any part of that bullshit. Put your fucking mask on. Especially inside. Like. Exactly. Just, I mean, like, well, this is the other thing is, it's about having respect for each other. And if, so when I'm outside, if I'm walking and no one is around me, I will pull my mask down and I will wipe my sweaty face off. Exactly. But a person walks by and I put my mask up because I respect the people around me. Like. That's Thank the you. way it is. Yeah. If you're indoors, it it's ain't that hard. It ain't that hard. It, it isn't. It really is it, not that big of a deal. First of all, don't we have signs in a public establishment or private establishment that say no shoes, no shirt, no service? Yeah. Same thing goes for a mask. Yeah. It ain't that hard. Yeah. Well, but, America. You know, you, you, you still have these truck cars. <laughs> still using the stupid slogan. It's a hoax. I'm like, come on, dude. You, you sound like March. Like, you sound like six months ago. We know it's not a hoax, okay? So our, pres- a new one. our president literally has said nothing since Friday, Saturday. I know he tried at 2 in the morning to do, like, a talky-talk thing and say he won, but they wouldn't let him or something. I think it's last week so yeah he has yeah. he and hasn't said anything yeah. in five days the only thing he, he he hasn't had a public appearance he said things on twitter <laughs> he's, he's such a punk bitch you know i don't believe in this alpha beta thing but if you were to this is not the definition of what an alpha male is supposed to be well full well, opposite well he was alpha till he got trumped and now he's doesn't know how to be a beta so he can't gracefully say hey joe biden you ran a good race you beat me congrats sweet i mean he, he wasn't raised that way i guess he wasn't raised that way because he's not you in know, politics politics really no, should be about he's not a good human being right he's not, he's a, not yeah. a good human being he has no soul but he's an evil son of a bitch I don't know why you can't kill evil. And by the way, I just listened to this great interview with Nikki Giovanni, love her. Yeah. Um, she was on The Breakfast Club, and she even said, and I hope she doesn't get in trouble for this, she's like, Charmaine the God asked her, did you want, you know, when he got COVID, did you expect him to die? She's like, I was hoping he would die. Yeah. I think a lot of us <laughs> and were. She, and, yeah. And she even said this. She's like, I'll give you an example that's easy. Hitler. It's the same thing. If Hitler caught COVID, would you want him to survive such a thing after killing as many millions of Jews as he did? Would yeah. you expect him to? Would you want him to survive that? And I'm like, such a great point. Nikki Giovanni is great. I, I, she's going to make me want to read Ego Tripping again. 
Yeah. Um, well, whatever it's called. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like sometimes you got to kill evil, but evil just won't die. But so. I still... That's the thing. The definition of evil is it when it's when it's completely self-serving and it deliberately hurts other people. Mm-hmm. So it's the deliberate it's the deliberately hurting other people. But then that's the question: Did Trump know that he was deliberately hurting people? He doesn't care. He doesn't. Well, so no. That's the thing: is if you don't care, is that different than not knowing? Because it really, no, philosophically, it makes a difference. But, but then that means that ignorance to your own evil. If if you're ignorant to your own evil, can you truly be? You, you're do, overthinking it. I am. I'm overthinking it because I'm trying to <laughs> philosophize the idea of whether. You know, did was Hitler was like, I hate Jews. That makes him evil. Okay, I get it. And everyone else, and handicapped people. And handicapped people. Well, yeah, and I guess if you hate that many people, that's got to be evil, because you def you you're doing deliberate harm when you're killing people. That's the easiest way to express deliberate harm. That's like this is. I mean, they're dead now. That's evil. It, it, it's different for me, like, for example, what I just said about 45. The reason why I would say that statement that I made about him dying is, the reason why that's not evil is because, well, this person is out to kill people. He's out to do harm. Right. And when that person's out to do harm, you have to protect yourself by any means necessary. Sure. In contrast to you just being... A person who deliberately wants to harm people because you just don't like them and you feel, let's just execute them. You know, like slave owners, you know, uh, who are evil people. Yeah. You know. You see, but they didn't. They didn't see themselves as evil people. They did. I mean, although beating people and uh, s- somehow. Raping. Raping. Murder, uh, but, but that's the thing, too, with soldiers. Family. Soldiers in wartime, do they think the people in Guantanamo Bay, what the people, what the soldiers did in, um, with the, with the bags and the humiliation and the making them be naked with the Muslims. That's evil. But I don't think that they thought they were being evil. That the question, I mean, I guess evil is perspective. It's not something. I can't imagine that someone's actually like. Supremacy is evil. I know a picture you're talking about of the Guantanamo Bay. That was evil because it was there to humiliate those Muslim men because their idea of Muslims was to kill them. They were harmful. They're dirty. All these white supremacist ideologies. Right, right. Instead of them, you know, and and I remember during that time, they had photos of people that they killed, Muslim soldiers or what have you, yeah. the American soldiers they killed. But that photo, that was humiliation. Yeah, yeah. And no telling what kind of sick, twisted, you know they were doing some torture and stuff up in there. Because that's one of the reasons I got Dick Cheney in trouble for torture. That's evil. Yeah, I think torture's evil too. But if somebody's telling you you have to do it, do you have to do it? Anyways, these are all just 
philosophical questions. Everybody be good to each other. Like, don't make anyone bleed. Don't be mean to people. Jeez. I, people people can be so mean and hurtful. And then the problem is because I overthink everything, I'm constantly wondering, like, what was the motivation for that action? And that's the problem is oftentimes people are drunk or they're stupid or they're young or they're just not caring about the bigger picture. And they just... Or they're just evil. But is that evil? Is ignorance evil? Like... It can be. Ignorance can be evil. Yeah, I guess it can. And then you try to you try to show the people like, look, this is how I felt wronged, and they're like, I don't fucking care. And I'm like, oh, that's so evil. Exactly. It's really like, exactly. But then it's, it's like, I just gotta between, let it go. I just gotta let it go. And be yeah. like, I'm not gonna have it in my life anymore. What you're talking about is for some people who have never experienced, and it's the fear of the unknown. Mm. And if you introduce them to that culture or something that they want, zero. But they're willing to open up their, you know, their their minds and not be ignorant about it. That's different. Yeah. You know, that's the fear of the unknown. Right, right. Well, and I've I've try I'm trying right now with some people that I've had, be that I've had interactions with that were not pleasurable, that did not work out the way I was hoping. I've I've written them cute notes, not cute, just adult notes, and said. If you'd like to work, if you'd like to squash this, it can be done, but we have to have a conversation as adults without an audience, without anybody else there. We just have to work through it. And if we can, we can. And if we can't, no skin off my nose. But uh, this is my last olive branch. And uh, I feel like that's the only thing someone can do. And if you can meet each other as adults on the same playing field and have a conversation face-to-face, not in text, not behind, not through friends, not on Facebook, not behind people's backs, but just face-to-face, as adults, not on the radio, just talking. I'd be like, okay, why did you do this? Is, this is what I was doing. Why did you do this? And that if they can't talk, if, if number one, if the meeting doesn't happen, then whatever. They can't adult. It's fine. I Maybe my, but that's the thing too is like you think that, I don't think Trump ever sits down like with anybody and goes, hey man, I might have done something. I might have fucked up a little bit. You might have fucked up a little bit. Let's see if we can uh, work through this. But it's just ego. When ego gets so big that you're just like, I'd rather... I'd rather throw it away. I'd rather just never think about it again exactly. and let it never have happened. The fake it till you yeah, make it. He's, he's not that kind of person. I don't know. Do you talk to people? Do you repair relationships? Say that again? Do you repair relationships? Do you like talk to people? And, oh, yeah. Yeah. That I, it seems like a very good thing. I like thing. to do because I don't like to have that negative energy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just actually what, how you say it. Yeah, what you were talking explaining, that's kind of how I am. Like, yeah. I like to give people chances. We all have those. We all, you know, we all have a little bit of a moment where we're being, I don't want to say evil, but... Childish, um, ignorant? Childish and ignorant is, yeah, I guess is a better way to but, say But it. now that's the difference between childishness and evilness or ignorance is if somebody brings it to you and lifts the veil from your eyes and says... Hey, this thing that you did actually hurt me. And I don't know what your motivation was, but the outcome was that I felt humiliated and disrespected. 
And I don't know if that was your intention. Now, if it was your intention, man, we need to talk about this because that can't happen anymore. And if it wasn't your intention, then if you could say, hey, I didn't, that wasn't my intention. This was my intention. And maybe, maybe I did misread it. And maybe there can be some, some ground that can be covered in that way. But it's like a cat box. And if a cat poops in the box and you cover it, it's still in the box. You know, you got to take the cat poop out of the box. Otherwise, it's just a really dirty box. And then everyone gets like poop on their feet because they like step in the box. It's a bad, me- it's a good metaphor, but still a gross one. You got to clean the cat poops out of the box. Maybe every relationship like is a cat box. Yeah. Every relationship's a cat box. And so people are pooping in the box, and you got to take your poop out of the box. Because if you're sharing a box, nobody wants to step in your poop. So, so that actually reminds me, that's a great metaphor for, like, getting Trump out of the White House. Yes. Like, you got to get the, the poop out of the White House. Just change the box, actually. Knock the whole thing down, build another one. No, I'm kidding. No, keep the structure. But, yeah, clean, the, clean all the poop out of the box. All that whole cabinet. That whole cabinet is filled with shit. I can't wait to see who's not. I can't wait to see where Bernie is on Joe Biden's cap cabinet. I, I can't wait to see where, like, actual people who have been involved in the political science of running our government and how things work. Like, well, this is the part where I'm about to start knocking on Democrats. So now, here's the problem. So now that we have moderates in the, the White House, I have a feeling we might have moderates on the administration. Mm. And with the fact that the Senate, what it looks like for right now, the Republicans are going to be controlling the Senate unless we win those two Senate races in Georgia. Right. I hope Go Georgia. Um, we're going to be in a uphill battle to get some uh, laws and bills passed through with having a Republican Senate. Again, but I'm also, what was that? Big props to um, um, black women in Georgia for spearheading. I watched a bunch of stuff about the, the they said, okay, oh, no. one fight it is was, over, another fight begins. In Georgia, it, that was Stacey Abrams, but it was black women in Detroit. It was black women in Philly. And then we got to give a shout out to the Navajo and indigenous people in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I heard some stories of some of the people in the Navajo Nation rode two hours on horseback just to go vote. Amazing. In Arizona. So, shout out to and the people in Nevada as well, the my indigenous and Chicano brothers and sisters. You Cubans? I don't know about you Cubans. <laughs> they y'all like Florida really, too much. You, y'all Cubans, I mean... I've been to Florida many times, and let me tell you. So you're worried. You're worried about a moderate cabinet because with a Republican Senate, there's either going to well, be a stalemate. Well, it's just going to be. It's going to be like sludge trying to push anything through. Or yeah, it's going to be like a lot of. It, I'm afraid it's going to be like corporate Democrats mm. up against the uh, the uh, white supremacy. Uh, Republicans, because I I have a feeling that they're not going to give me, I don't think they're going to give Bernie any, like, 
hate to say it, but I don't think he's going to get a job in an administration. Really? I would think that he would be like Secretary of State or something. I would think that too. I would think that but he would right be. Right now, what's going on? Right now, you have the moderate Democrats, aka corporate Democrats, blaming progressives on the Senate losses uh, uh, to the Democrats, and that has nothing to do with the progressives. See, the moderates like to fight with the progressives. They can't stay on code like. The Republicans do. Like, the Republicans stay on code with each other. Yeah. The Democratic Party cannot because for some reason moderates hate progressives because, well, moderates are usually owned by big corporations. Mm. We fuck with their corporate money and their donors, and they don't like that. And so with that being said, you have people like Rahm Emanuel. I hate that piece of shit with the former governor or excuse me, former mayor of Chicago, who also was the one that privatized the CTA, the public transportation, which is called complete shit. He closed over 100 schools on the south side, and he also did the take the Laquan McDonald case, the police, uh, the police shooting in Chicago for a couple years until he was up, until his election. So he can kiss my ass. I can't stand him. He's a corporate Democrat. He's a hack. He's an evil son of a bitch. Well, there, I mean, anyone in power is considered evil by someone, honestly. There are a lot of people right now that think that little old daffodil, sweet baby Pam Benjamin is an evil dictator. I was called a warlock. I was called a warlock of radio the other day, and not in a nice way. Like, there's a lot of... Um, Whenever you're in a position of power, even if it's a super small, like Mutiny Radio, who fucking cares? I mean, it's like, give me a break. It's, it's, it's not that oh, much please. power, friends. I mean, I like it. I like it. I like having something that's mine, and I like, I like being in control, and I like having a hand in my own destiny and my own career and my own future. I enjoy that. But on the flip side, there's a new hashtag out called Boycott Pam. So... Like, there's going to be, I know, there's going to be haters wherever. There's always going to be people that think, like, I call, I got called, someone the other day put on my Facebook page, like, that I suck and I treat people like shit. And I was like, I do? Like, what? I, so, oh, just people that I used to be close with at the beginning of COVID that all, um, it's funny because they all, um, forsake forsook me for cleaner pastures better waters whatever they you know but it's funny because now I have <laughs> I have I run four weekly I mean I have three th three outdoor events it's gonna be weird with the stuff but I've got Asiento and now I've got New Harmony Cafe and now I've got Resolute Wine Bar and I've got my show here so I have to book like 20 comedians a week and it's just funny because all the people that basically told me to fuck myself i'm like yeah that's so funny it is so funny that now like i actually like have something that they would want and i'm evil now i'm evil when they're the ones that like no, 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 when no, i was no. when yeah, i was down evil. no i'm being facetious i don't think i'm evil either i feel like i feel like you're not taking any shit i just feel like it's what happens it's called karma like when you 
Yes. When you bite the hand that exactly. feeds you, and then the hand pulls away the food, and then you're like, I hate you for not having food anymore. It's like, you bit me. <laughs> what do you want? How many times do I have to outstretch a hand? Like, give me a break. Anyways, but... That is some privilege for your ass. Well... It's entitlement, pretty much. It's pretty entitled. But entitlement, yeah. But it's just funny because that's why I'm dealing with this concept of evil is that lately people have been not confronting me to my face because they're cowards and they do it on Facebook. But that's on, weak shit. Right? It's some weak, cowardly shit. Like, you could talk to me. I'm actually a really cool, nice person. Um, but when you do it on Facebook... A, makes you look bad. B, you left it for everybody. That pisses me off. And then if you want something from me, am I supposed to, like, remind you and point you to the time when you threw me under the bus? Like, <laughs> how does that make me evil? But I still, I do understand how it's all perspective. And uh, some people might see me as an evil warlock witch bitch, which is fine because whatever. Got comedy well, shows. <laughs> well, this this evil warlock witch bitch has her own comedy and has her own building. Yeah. And has her own stuff going on. So obviously, this bitch is doing her own thing. Don't is and then you know what? Like you said a few moments ago, you, you're always going to have haters. And having haters sometimes that means you're doing something right. Right. Yeah, that's true because it, it just – it's the only way – I'm sure that Beyonce does not look at her hate mail. Now, I can't imagine that anyone would ever give Queen Beyonce hate mail. I can't. Why? Why would you do that? Oh, they She's, do. Of course they do to all of them. I'm sure I'm sure Rihanna got hate mail. I'm sure that, like, Selena was killed. I'm sure she had hate mail. Like, they're – I'm sure Mother Teresa got hate I'm mail. I'm sure Mother Teresa got hate mail. Like, everyone gets – I'm sure Barack Obama got hate mail. Not that I'm comparing oh, myself. And how dare the hubris of me to compare myself to Beyonce or Barack. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm a dick. But just everyone, like, that I've possibly – I'm sure Ralph Nader has had hate mail. I just – any person I can possibly think of as – that I look up to, I'm sure that they have had so many haters. So if Jesus I have – Jesus got hate mail for Pete's sake. Jesus got hate mail? Jesus did. <laughs> That's, Jesus got hate mail. That's that. Well, they. they I mean, he didn't. He didn't get nailed for the cross for nothing. Oh, he got hate nailed. <laughs> You've got hate mail. You've got hate nailed. Uh, hey, Latoya, you're amazing, and I'm so glad that you went through what happened with all the stuff, and that you're feeling more positive and hopeful for the future. And yeah, um, I'm trying to stay positive until until next week when there's something else going on in the shitty. Right. Well, keep keeping yourself safe, wearing masks. Don't don't uh, don't get the don't get the vid, baby. I'm not. I'm I'm keeping hey, it keeping it secret. Keeping and it safe. And haters are gonna hate. Yeah. I mean, I totally want to smooth everything over, but I'm not going to allow mediocre behavior to. Stand. I'm not gonna like. I, I will have conversations with people if they would like to have them, where we can discuss 
like how their behavior has affected me negatively and they can describe after they're after after I'm done if they want to if we want to discuss it or if they want to say that they want to talk about like my behavior that's affected them I can I can deal with that too but like I need to there's a lot of stuff. Uh, but that's the other thing is I think that the kids these days, it's too hard to do the work to repair things or to say, hey, I fucked up. And I can't move on in a relationship, even if it's a friendship or even if it's an acquaintanceship. I can't move on if I feel disrespected and I feel that their, predict- their behavior will be unpredictable toward me. I need to iron that shit out, you know? And like, yeah. I don't want to... I just and but if not, if not, that's fine. You don't get to play in my sandbox. It's like don't complain that I don't let you play in my sandbox when you're not willing to like clean my toys and take your poop out of the box. Because it's not my responsibility to constantly. I mean, I do clean the bathroom here, but it's not my responsibility to clean up after everybody's mess. I think metaphorically. I know that's right. Mom, they need some home training. Yeah, it's fine. They're just <laughs> just. Nanny Pammy's school of comedy. It's like, learn how to be a fucking human. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. That's fine. Oh, Oh, I love these moments. I do too. (laughs) Well, hey, come uh, on. Do you do any? You haven't done any outdoor masked things. That's not your game. No. No. I've done nothing. I have not done any arts or anything. Yeah. That sucks, but... Yeah, but you, you aren't, aren't going to get COVID, My so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Everyone else that's like, I, I'm getting back to my job. I'm serving all these people. I'm doing all this stuff. It's like when we all interact more, everybody, it's going to come right back. Just the way mm-hmm. diseases work. So you're yep. taking one for the team. All right. Well, I you're love you right desperately, and yeah. I can't wait to see you again at some point soon. And thank you love again you for too. your wise input as always. America. Cool. Well, I will talk Bye. to you next week. Bye. That's Latoya the Sheriff of Truth. All right, we're going to listen to a little bit of Cope, and then I'm going to put on something else for an hour. Coming up at 2, I'm talking to Elizabeth Stanton out of Canada. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Cry me a river. You cry. Knows a guy who knows Bob Sicamano. I'm working some of the times, but those times are in the past. I wanted to find the whole me, so I looked in the middle. Hey, that's my material man. What are you, materialistic? I saw a light on in the bathroom, but it was in somebody else's apartment. Man, binoculars are expensive. I wanted some mindless entertainment, but I paid too much attention. And now I am broke. I smoked weed that had no expiration date, and now I'm like this permanently. I got a comforter. It's more comfortable than me. Beer comes in cans and bottles, that's gross. I got a notification in the mail today. It said please check your mail. 
I sent a thank you card, but I haven't mailed it. I like to stretch rubber bands. I need the exercise. I have a moral compass app on my phone, but I need to keep recharging it. The only thing to fear is fear itself. Isn't that a double whammy? I'm already afraid. I tried to sleep, but I got tired. I abbreviated doing well to well, and now I can't stop thinking about it. I have a car, but it drives me crazy. I tried to deliver a joke, but they sent it back. Now I have to write it all over again. Diet Coke needs to improve their self-image. I bought something new yesterday, and today I returned it for false advertising. You have been a mild and peppered audience, you really have, I can hear you from here, Martha. Thanks and good night, this is Aqua Q. Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio. That is exactly what he does. Slept down to... People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek, 
To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org. This public service Hey, it's Wednesday. It's high noon. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, for the AltaCast. I am not high. I don't feel high. I fi- just finished crying again for like the just 40th time. I totally don't feel like doing this stupid podcast today, but here we are, AltaCast, every Wednesday from noon to two. Um, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is out getting some coffee, getting her shit together. I'm crying in the studio, trying to accomplish things that I'll never get accomplished. Yay. Well, today on the AltaCast, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals, the best tank in the biz. Go to your local dispensary. Ask for it by name, Alta California Botanicals. Go to tryalta.com and check it out. Uh, Hey, I'm just freaking out because of the stupid festival. You know, that's fine, whatever. And comedy in San Francisco is a joke. But, um, sh- Give me a call. This is an old episode from January 27th, 2016. I was sad. Poor little Pammy. Anyway, last night was really bad with comedy. Um, I was completely overlooked and completely disrespected by a room. And I will mention names because I don't even want to give them any press because I just don't want to even tell you what room it was so you never go there. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna listen to some music today, read between the lines of Yahoo, bullshit, see how the world's all fucked up, now we can feel better, right? Uh, and I gotta go get the rest of my shit together, so listen to some Copay, or turn this podcast off, because it's gonna be a shit show. Do whatever you want, it's mutinyradio.fm. goes on after the eighth person i would nice two hours an hour and 20 minutes. because some of the there have been times when they're happening down to the last five open mic people i don't i don't think i get too bombed before my open mic it's the it's the fantastics one where i forget i forget things halfway through. yeah because you're doing at that point a four-hour show and then you have people that you add on in the next hour of that because you're trying to make all these people happy. Yeah, I well, I'm not. I'm not going to have any more of the, the, the ship of fools after thing. If I give any extra time, it'll be to the people that are actually on the show. But, I wouldn't. I mean, you're doing four hours, man. There doesn't need to be any extra time. Right. A yeah. four-hour show is already insane. Fucking Lord of the Rings is only three hours. <laughs> right. It's it's true. Scarface is only three. You know hours. what I'm saying? So. I wouldn't take all this stuff so personally and get angry and agitated about it. I'd just sit back and reflect. See how you feel and see what you can do to change things. You know, Andrew Holmgum said that he would never book you and he never thought he was funny. Who cares what the fuck that guy thinks? Well, they used to, the Get Yucked Up show used to get a lot of, they, they used to be sold out. Like, I mean, it was a free show, so they weren't selling anything. But they were fully packed rooms every time they did a show. And, right, um, and see, and the way you get to, to that point, 
is by having consistently top-notch shows. You know, selecting which comics can go on and can't go on. Right. So you need to be more like Andrew Holmgren and be like, hey, man, we appreciate you coming out, but, you know, I, I can only put you up maybe once a month or something until I see a little bit more from you. But um, you're hesitant to do that because all the comics are making up the majority of the audience. Right. That's absolutely yeah. true. Comics uh, are the least important thing in comedy. <laughs> you, you need you need the people you need an audience. to get involved. Right. But if you go to an open mic and you see two hours of, you know, mediocre to fucking shit stuff, and then it's awkward to go to the bathroom or to go outside to do anything, you're not going to get repeat customers. You know, right. we had that one guy on Friday who lives in the area who likes to come out. Scott, um, but at the nice. same time, he's doing it to take a break, and there's a couple people that he really enjoys. Right. So don't 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 worry about those other people and what they're doing and how they treat people. Worry about what you're doing and how you handle it. You have a weekly show that's four hours long. You've got a podcast. You're running a station, and you're trying to put together a comedy festival by yourself. All and right? you're also doing your own stuff. Oh, I don't yeah. know what that yeah, stuff is. Man. I'm not. You know. There's. I, I don't get to do anything. I tried to do things by myself last night, and it just didn't. It that didn't was one work. night, though. It, I mean, uh -huh. the good thing is you still have this space and other spaces. You know, there are other spaces. Yeah. I mean, hell, you you travel. I mean, that's professional. That's what a, you, you said last a night. A lot of a lot of people. She was so sweet. She's like. But Pam in Seattle, everybody loves you. And I was right. like, I know, but I'm not in Seattle. I'm in San Francisco. And like when that Andy Picaro, he came on Monday to the joke workshop and he was like, he stood up in front of everybody. And he's like, you guys have no idea what you have here, like what Pam's built for you here. And it was like, wow, it takes a guy who's been doing comedy for 11 years from Pennsylvania to tell these fucking selfish dick bags that I'm working my ass off for them. And they don't give a fuck. The only one who no, gives a fuck. Why are you working your ass off for these people? These people are fucking worthless. I know. I don't. I don't know. You know, I, you, you keep jumping in the campfire, and then you're calling me the next day, wondering why you got burned. Because you're <laughs> doing the same thing, man. These people don't respect anything. They don't know what they have. Some of them and don't they, even have shoes. Yeah, yeah, and to be honest with you, on Tuesday, I don't think anybody was trying to slight you. I think they're just so wrapped up in their own bullshit, they probably didn't even know that you were fucking there doing anything. No, I mean, I I posted on the Facebook. I got there. They all said hello. I said hello to them. All that stuff. Signed up yeah, on the list. All those other people that come out there, they probably just hang around until it's their chance to go up. You know, when I go to Brainwash, I expect to hang out there for an hour. I know at some point in time, Anthony will do his best to try to get me up. And at the same time, you know, if he's like, oh, dude, it's packed tonight. I'm like, no problem, man. You've taken care of me a bunch before. Don't even worry about it. You know, whatever you can yeah. do to get me up is great. If not, I'm not I'm not stressing about it. Yeah. Well, Anthony Medina isn't the problem. He he respects me and really cares about what I'm doing and, and thinks that I'm of doing course, good stuff. He, he's been in comedy for a while. He's been doing his own stuff for a while. And he's been going out to other places. This, so this is crazy to listen to because I'm listening to it. And that's Steve Poggi, old dumb face, giving me advice. And this is like five, four years ago, four years ago, and I had the same problems, and I still can't get over it, which is so crazy. Well, you, you need to afford yourself more rest. Yeah. You, need to have, you don't have a single day off throughout the week that is your day off so you don't have to worry about shit. You just have days where you plug in different shit, whether it's for the station, whether it's for your own stage time, whether it's for the festival, 
whether it's nannying, whether it's fucking kinking, yeah. or whether it's trying to find a moment to have some time with your boyfriend. You run all the time. You're going to burn up your motor, man. Everyone's got to stop and change the oil. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's no time. <laughs> you have to make I the know. time. I know. It's because you've overloaded yourself, man. You've overloaded yourself for a bunch of people that don't care about what you're doing. Yeah. Well, so that's the change you need to make. I can understand you being upset at those fucking hood rat girls. I get that. <laughs> but don't don't let that dictate how you feel about everything else. Don't start waging wars and going to battle because at the end of the day, it's not worth it. Well, I'm not, I'm not waging a war. Wars. I'm not going to wage a war. I'm just saying that those the people that I feel disrespect me, they're they're they don't respect me. I don't respect them. Done. Easy. I already didn't respect Julie Ash. So that's easy. Uh, <laughs> like, that's easy. Yeah, wow. you already went in there with Calling a out names. Well, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that she was the new co-host. And I don't give a fuck. Everyone, oh, yeah, yeah, no, we're going to do that. We're going to fucking help out. I'm so excited for this. I can't wait to help out. And then every time crunch time comes, they fucking fizzle out. Yeah. People don't share the same passion for shit that you have. You know, very rarely can you find that. Like, even, you know, Pete, who I've worked with on projects closer than I have anybody else, I know how to work with him now. I know where our differences come in, and I know where our problems come up. And at the same time, I know to trust him. When he says he's going to get something done, he'll wait till the last fucking minute, but then he'll get it done. But me stressing him out the whole time isn't going to accelerate anything or make anything happen. Right. So, I know, I just have you know, 33 days. Whenever you end this, and you start something new, look for those signs, for those red flags. Yeah. I I just think I'm going to completely change courses after this. And just, I mean, it really honestly depends on whether the festival makes money or not. If we don't make three grand, I'm, I'm turning around. I'm going to just be like, all right, guys. I gave it almost three years. I tried my best. Can't do it. If someone else thinks they can step up, Good luck because I'm taking Alta with me. <laughs> I'm taking their money. I'm taking. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna leave Alta for you. You can find your own fucking sponsor. I'm gonna take. <laughs> I'm gonna take them with yeah. me so I can live my life in a comfortable way, and and stop grinding so fucking hard. Um, and and this place will shut down and it'll become something stupid and and that's just the way of San Francisco. You know that if you don't do all the work yourself, it's gonna shut down. So that's a bogus deal right there. Absolutely, yeah. I've known that. I've known that for two and a half, almost three years now, though. I, I mean, think you I... need to look at this festival as a reward and a party time for all your hard work with all these cool out-of-town people that you've met and helped out. And this is more of your thank-you gift back to the people who have helped you out. You know what I'm saying? Because I know some of these people you knew from your time that you went up there, and that's how they heard about things, and they helped you out with stuff. So you're going to return the favor to them. You're going to enjoy all the partying and the festivity that's going to go on. And I can tell you right now, you're probably not going to make three grand. So I wouldn't even worry about that and just be like, hey, guys, um, you know, after March 6th, uh, I'm plotting a new course in life. So whoever wants to step up and take stuff over, that's great. And then after you do that, I'd get a new cell phone number so they can't call you with every problem that pops up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, going to want to help them. You're going to want to be there. But that's fucking their issue and their problem. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Whoever tries to do it. The thing is that it'll it'll just it'll just fall apart and fizzle out because 
nobody, yeah, no one will be able to come up with the money. Anything. Well, no one will be able to, once the Alta money goes, somebody, the new person, whoever they were, are, would have to find $1,200 a month to keep of this course. place going, which nobody can do. There's not one of these, you know, people here who can, who has the wherewithal to maybe Tim Pizza, maybe. But that's or, not your problem anymore. Right. Because I would just leave it and be like, hey, I tried. <laughs> I mean, you got in there. You were you found a way to make it work, to make it happen. It's not impossible if you have the ambition, the drive, and the effort. And the time. But when you're a solo man running an army of, you know, ne'er-do-wells, <laughs> you're going to have problems. Yeah. You guys are listening to MutinyRadio.fm. The right. station of ne'er-do-wells and, yeah, ne'er-do-wells and, and, uh, and retarded pirates. Yeah. That's what Yeah, I've got to I got to get off the phone here because okay. I still, I'm in the middle of changing cap. Oh, okay. Like, oh, yeah, well, we're gonna shit on the floor. Thanks, thanks, thanks Poji. Thanks, old dumb face. Yeah, thanks for talking me up the ledge. Seriously, you know, fucking don't don't beat yourself down. Just relax. All right, it's not the end of the world. Thanks, Dad. Just a bunch of bums drinking beer and doing drugs, all right? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Thanks, old dumb no face. Old dumb face. Good luck with your cats. Bye. All right. Bye. That was old dumb face. Well, that was old dumb face, Steve Poggi, talking me, trying to talk me down off the ledge that I have climbed up on top of, and I am ready to dive off the edge. Everything's just been weighing down on you. Absolutely. Everyone, you know, everyone has that breaking point. Yeah. And then it's always sometimes little things that actually really get you off the ledge. Yep. You know, the snowball effect, as I like to call it. The snowball effect. Yeah. Well, here we are on the AltaCast brought to you by Alta California Botanicals on MutinyRadio.fm. I am joined by the Sheriff of Truth. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's time to go through <laughs> the Yahoo. We're going to read between the lines of Yahoo Yay. News. They have 75 stories in order oh that are supposed to be important to us. Uh, and we're just going to go through them and see what they're trying to tell us without telling us that. Clinton Sanders at odds over. Oops. Why did they? That's number two. Number one is Trump pulls out of Fox, Fox. News debate. Yeah. The candidate's campaign manager confirms that Trump will boycott Thursday night's event. Let them have their debate. Was it supposed to be Republicans versus Democrats? No, no. It's supposed to be another Republican uh, debate. And so Trump is still kind of, he's got his, you know, tidy whities in the bunch because he still is upset with uh, Megyn Kelly about, like, him asking too many hard questions from the last Fox debate. He doesn't ask hard questions. He just is mean. No, uh, she, she, oh, she did. Yeah, of course you know, she asked hard questions. That's because it's know. fucking, you're, you want to be the president of the United States? You better ask some so fucking hard questions. What he's doing is being a pussy. Yeah. Oh, stop. You know, uh-oh, we got an I got ad. A, I got an ad. I gotta stop. Okay. So basically he's being a pussy and not doing the debate. I mean, this is what you have to do. I mean, if you're pussying out on a debate where it's just talking, imagine what happens when, what you have to do during wartime or during an emergency. 
yeah. you know seriously i'm like that such chicken shit but you know what people are going to vote for and they're already ass. fox news so they love him anyway uh Sanders visits White House. Presidential candidate Bernie Sanders visits the West Wing after a dismissive comment uh, from the president. Dismissive to Bernie Sanders. All right. Uh, Iran, Iran to U.S. drop hostility. Uh-oh, the world's falling apart. Uh, What's new? We're, we're, all, we're all idiots in America. Um, Iran wants to kill us. Next, North Korea's a threat. Oh. North Korea is a threat to the world, Duh. says Kerry. Washington is pushing for a strong United Nations response to Korea's last nuclear test. How long has that been going on? Uh, Kerry's been out there trying to talk to them for a while. Yeah. Um, but it's scary stuff. So, we, so we've got um, United States politics is fucked and stupid because of um, Trump. We have uh, problems overseas both in iran and north korea next schneider names committee all right flint water flint water now there we go so number four so first we've got stupid politics then we're like we're in trouble with the world now here we go domestic Domestic. problems huge huge problems water michigan's embattled governor picks a team of experts and government officials to solve the ongoing crisis first of all he did that shit. He was the one that ignored the whole water and switched over in 2013. To the, to the river water. To the river water. GM didn't use the water because they said it was corrosive. Wow. Corrosive. GM. I mean, I, uh, the, he, he needs to resign. They, they need to impeach this governor. You Absolutely. Know, all the high levels of lead. And by the way, did I mention that Flint is a predominantly black city yeah it's a predominantly black city and it it is it's you know economically it's poor because all the since all the my friend is from flint so that's why it kind of hits close to home because her gm and uh ford all the um plants were there and now and then they're closed so all the people still uh they had no jobs and then right it was a once a flourishing community but once all the plants closed and what have you the the people didn't know what to do the, so I the mean, only way to be middle class is to have a middle class job and a right. lot of people without education can find middle class work in um production and in factories and when we close those down and we haven't educated our people what are they supposed to do oh. if you work with your hands and now you're supposed to write code like come <laughs> on it's flint and, and i've been to flint and it, it's not i've met some really cool people but it was kind of a scary city <laughs> But at the same time, it's it's the government's fault. It's the it's the local government's fault. It's the state government's fault. It's the federal government's fault for letting these cities like Flint and Cleveland and what have you let them go. And now something here in the United States that we have to worry about, Dale. Uh, yes, and I don't think anybody crim- will. Yeah, this is criminal. It's criminal actions. I mean, absolutely. But you know, of course, no one's going to go to jail. No one's going to jail. This- well, story number five is Valentine's Day for singles. Uh, Alternatives to couples getaway include destinations as diverse as Mexico and Minneapolis. Hey, don't worry about what's going on abroad or domestically. Uh, go on vacation. This makes me go on. This is story number five. Story this number is- five of the top seventy-five stories is how can you spend your money somewhere else? Number six. 
NFL investigating Manning over HGH claims an Al Jazeera story that mentioned several NFL players, including Peyton Manning, prompted the inquiry. Give, let the man win a Super Bowl. Can we let the man win a Super Bowl, please? And more money. All these, it's coming to San Francisco. It's ruining everything. It's all the traffic is fucked up. They've closed down an entire street. It's not even in this city. It's in Santa Clara. Fuck NFL. Uh, oh, oh, another. You know, <laughs> this might be sweet, Gail. Though, do you want to take it? Do you think we should? Uh, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's Here we go. See what happens. Hmm. Mutiny Radio Altacast. Hi, Sam Benjamin. <gasps> hey, this is Paul Sanford. Hey, uh, we were just. <laughs> we, were, we were just going through. We were just going through the news. Did you? Um, did you have something to add or something to, to talk <laughs> oh. about? I just saw that you had posted that you were on the air and open to talking and wondered if I could contribute. What's on your mind, you know? Yeah, uh, well, right... There's a lot going on. Right now, we just, uh, we're going through the um, the top Yahoo stories. We switched gears. Uh, we switched gears. The top Yahoo stories, and we like to read between the lines of the stories. So what we have is sure. domestic policies, uh, hostility in uh, both Iran and North Korea. So... Things are bad. Domestic sucks uh, in Flint. And then story number five was <laughs> Valentine's Day for singles. How to find places as far flung as Mexico to spend money on what a wonderful vacation by a- yourself. AKA, spend that is money. an advertisement, by the way. It's an advertisement. It's, 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 they call it a story, but that is an advertisement for some bullshit. And here we go. More advertisement. Dad spends yeah, eight. Talk about whiplash. You know? <laughs> well, God damn it. It's not you really know? news. I mean, are we gonna Are we gonna start reading about Donald Trump's sexual fantasies? I mean, we actually have know, his daughter. That's all this huge mishmash. Yeah, it, it is. From the cosmic to the itsy bitsy, you know. Are we gonna get little little candy hearts printed on them? God loves you. Vote for Trump. Right. Well, here's Valentine's Day. You know, th- that's, see that story. Here's happening. the next. Here's the next story. This is story number sure. seven of most importance. Dad spends 18 months making fairy tale room. The epic project required welding lessons, but the crafter's daughter has no doubt it was worth it. Oh Spend God. money on your kids. Be a good American. And then that, oh story God. number eight. This is ridiculous. Study. Men outspeak women in Disney movies. Male characters have three times as many lines as females in films like The Little Mermaid. Linguists find blah, blah, blah. Latin, the worst offender. Okay, this was all horseshit. Feminism is still alive and well. (laughs) Is that story number eight? That was story number eight. Okay, wait a minute. Feminism itself as a concept and a movement and a principle is very robustly alive and well. It's the word feminism that's got stink on it. It's the definition of what people think it is, right. language. Because women have got all kinds of stuff going on now, but you know, they don't but people say, Oh, a feminist, that's a very specific notion of women I'm have a beef with. Well and and, and it's bullshit. Feminist it, it, is the only word that has has a female connotation that doesn't have the word man, man. in it. Because female, human, per son, yeah. per son, son, yeah. about a man. The, all hey, of those words. Girl. You go, girl. Well, I got nothing to say on the topic. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. If you I mean, say you're a feminist. That I have always been rhetorically feminist. I've always said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I still get hard-ons, you know? <laughs> I, you know so I, I'm, I, I like... Mean, you know, don't I have been told at mutiny never to say the word feminist by a woman. 
Oh, that's I'm weird. The, I'm a broadcast, so well, I like I like the know? word feminist because it's it doesn't have the word men in it. I like the I word feminist because I know that's what the meaning beautiful, is. That's a beautiful poem, Pamela. Yeah. Right there. That's kind of a haiku. <laughs> yeah. It's well, like stone stone women women with a Y. Oh, and know? I I hate that. I think that's ridiculous. I know, but it's a, it also is a poem. You know? Right, but women with a Y still has the word men in it, no matter how you spell it. Uh, oh, well. Here's the next one. This is this is the most important story number nine. <laughs> Oscar nominee Vikander on the Wise, Alicia Vikander, is nominated for her role as the wife of a transgender pioneer in The Danish Girl. Transgender stuff and also go see a movie. <laughs> Advertising. Story number 10, 10 overlooked tax breaks for new parents have children so what are we learning from the news today have children spend money on your kids be a good consumer watch disney movies watch disney movies watch watch the super bowl yeah and um although we know that we're uh, there are threats coming from foreign places and that they hate us don't worry just keep spending money just throw money at it it'll be okay and don't well, drink the, the water <laughs> take advantage see, of these off the connection well and that is well people are all crapped up their ass, constipated over sex being procreation. And therefore, if you're transgender, you're not fertile, and therefore it's bad because you're supposed to have kids. Oh. I mean, that's the, whole, that's the whole biblical thrust. Go ye forth, be fruitful, and multiply. Yeah. And so it's heteronormative to have mama, papa, baby bear. And, and Yahoo you know, believes it. And anything else is unpatriotic and sinful. Take advantage of these often ignored ways to cut your tax bill as you build your family. Why your child needs a social security number. So you can claim as a dependent, dummy, of course. <laughs> claim as many dependents as you can. Sure. Uh, oh, God. Oh, number 11, story. Trump lands major evangelical endorsement. He is oh, wow. He is praised Alert by... Alert the press. Wow. <laughs> story number 11. Oh, damn. He is praised by Jerry Falwell Jr. of Liberty University, where Ted Cruz kicked off his presidential campaign. Okay. You... Here's my take on that yeah. to start off with. I like Trump better than Falwell. They both claim to be Christians, but Trump knows he's lying. Because yeah. <laughs> he said two Corinthians. Two Corinthians. Second Corinthians. It's exactly. He was at Liberty uh, University last week reading yeah. one of the quotes. And he said two he was Corinthians. There for Martin yes. Luther King Day. Oh he was my there God. to celebrate Martin Luther King of all the ironies. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. What a slap in the face. It's like. Black lives don't matter, and black votes don't matter. And but this is for Martin Luther King. Matter. We're going to get elected by white men only. We ain't going to even let those women and colored folks vote. And, you know? <laughs> and the next... Uh, th this, the next story deals with race. They definitely, I really think that there's a pattern behind this, and they're trying to, they're trying to manipulate us, like unbeknownst to ourselves. They're trying to oh, subjugate oh. thought oh, and no. underneath. So this is Connecticut stun gun uses use different. Uh, Connecticut stun gun use this. differs by suspects race. Officers warned, but didn't fire at white suspects at a higher rate than they did at blacks or Hispanics. Yeah, Connecticut is the first state to require reports on race. By the way. Law 
Radio.fm, we need you folks to help us out money-wise. It's important. I just saw the uh, the toilet paper and the paper towels, and I know that we got a lot of them, and I know that costs a lot of money. So help us out. We we know some of you got it, and uh, we know a lot of people need it. We're one of those people that needs it. So uh, please, pretty please. Help us out. Let's go. 
scalpels go on the left with the pitchforks. Igor, Igor. What a swimmer is Dracula's daughter, but her pool looks more red than the daughter. The blood stains the boat, but it's easy to float, cause blood is much thicker than water. Transylvania. <laughs> For dessert, there was batwing confetti and the veins of a mummy named Betty. I first frowned upon it, but with ketchup on it, it tasted very much like spaghetti. <laughs> Several high-ranking members of the Democratic Party are attempting to seize control of the government of the United States by legitimate means. They plan to use a free press, open discussion of the issues, and the universal franchise in an all-out effort to win the presidency. Good morning, Mr. Hunt. Several high-ranking members of the Democratic Party are attempting to seize control of the government of the United States by legitimate means. They plan to use a free press, open discussion of the issues, and the universal franchise in an all-out effort to win the presidency. Should they succeed, all our efforts to repeal the Bill of Rights, pack the Supreme Court with right-wing morons, intimidate the media, suppress dissent, halt social progress, promote big business, and crush the Congress will be destroyed. Your mission, E, should you choose to accept it, is to stop these men once and for all by ensuring that the weakest of them, Senator George McGovern, wins the nomination and then sabotaging his campaign by any possible means. You will have at your disposal electronic bugging equipment, burglary tools, wigs, voice alteration devices, a camera disguised as a tobacco pouch, forged documents, a safe house, 500 loyal but clumsy Cubans, and $2 million in $100 bills. As always, if any member of your CIA force is caught or killed, the President will disavow any knowledge of your activities. This administration will self-destruct in 16 months. Good luck, Howie. The name game. Shirley, Shirley, Bo Burley, Bonanna, Banana, Bo Burley, be fine, Mo Merley, Shirley. Lincoln, 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 Bo Bingen, Bonanna, Banana, Bo Bingen, be fine, Mo Mingen, Lincoln. Come on, everybody. I said, now let's play a game. I 
sank lower and the little white moths fluttered out and the boy came and carried him home. just as much. He loved him so hard that he loved all his whiskers off and the pink lining to his ears turned gray. He even began to lose his shape and he scarcely looked like a rabbit anymore, except for the boy. To him, he was always beautiful. And that was all that... And then, one day, he was ill. His face grew very flushed and he talked in his sleep, and his little body was so hot that it burned the little rabbit when he held him close. Strange people came and went in the nursery, and a light burned all night. Through it all, the little velveteen rabbit sat guard, never stirred. It was a long, weary time, but the boy was too ill to play. But he knew that the boy needed him. And while the boy lay half asleep, the
Bug out square. It's uh, it's not Tuesday, and it's but it is six o'clock. I'm doing this ahead of time because I, I have. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower